Welcome back to Cutting Through the Noise. Today, we talk with Andrew Schultz, president of the Insight Studio, based right here in Montana. We walk through the challenges and misconceptions of HubSpot. We talk about managing a fully remote team, and we talk about the path from Alaskan fishing guide to agency owner and operator. It is an amazing episode. Enjoy. All right, everyone, we're here with Andrew. Andrew, welcome to Cutting Through the Noise. Really psyched to have you. We've been talking for quite a bit off uh, off mic, pre-recording, but really excited to have you here today. Well, I'm excited to be here in this beautiful office space in Missoula, Montana. Appreciate yes. you having me over. And you spent some time in Missoula. Uh, and now you're over in the Bozeman area, Belgrade. Yeah, but this is the alma mater. I'm a Grizz, man. You're a Grizz. Once a Grizz, always a Grizz. Indeed. What do they say? The heart of the biz- of a Grizzly or something like uh, that? Indeed. The university has some slogan now. I forget exactly Not as good as the slogans it used to have with someone else running the marketing department, <laughs> yeah, but still right. good ones. Still good ones. Indeed. Um, well... Andrew, for our listeners, I know you know I'm, I've done a proper intro, so by this point they've learned a little bit about you because I've introduced you. But for for those that maybe skipped the intro or don't know who you are, can you give us a quick background on uh, what what you're doing these days? Sure. My name is Andrew Schultz, president of the Insight Studio. We're a focused HubSpot growth sales and marketing agency that really helps people unlock the power of the HubSpot CRM to go from sales and marketing really turning the corner to revenue. Very cool. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard that metaphor. Oh, if you have a software that is capable of performing like a Lamborghini, but a lot of people are driving it like a, you know, insert mid-range car here, you know, Toyota or whatever, (laughs) right, whatever it might be. Um, I'm guessing you see that a lot, that folks say, oh, yeah, I use HubSpot. I know, you know, I keep my contacts there, uh, and that's what I do with it. I'm sure there's more to unlock. Help somebody understand like what what sort of things do you see people doing in HubSpot where you're thinking this is this is a powerful tool. I could actually speak to the inverse first okay. yeah, where I see people not using HubSpot. Uh-huh. And that's maybe the biggest misconception is HubSpot's where I store my contacts or HubSpot's where I communicate from. I actually see HubSpot just more of a vehicle to create all those engagements. And that's what HubSpot's really been trying to do over the last three to five years since they've gone public, right? Mm -hmm. Is to expand and to be a true platform to help people from marketing, sales, operations, service, and beyond. So Mm -hmm. I see a lot of people come to me and say, I don't know what I don't know. And we've heard that all the time and you hear it all the time. And what that refers to in the HubSpot ecosystem is, I actually don't have transparency into my actions creating reactions. They can't see what their ad spend is doing in relation to new contacts or more importantly, new deals and revenue. Mm -hmm. They couldn't see their team's operational facilities or, you know, facilitation where, hey, is John calling on a Tuesday morning or is that email being answered or opened or clicked? And that's what HubSpot's the best at is Mm -hmm. creating a unified, centralized location to create a holistic business operation. So you have one touch point, one login, You can look across departments and say, this is working, this isn't, let's change to this, or let's invest deeper inside of this. Yeah. It's like a dashboard is only as good as, you know, or everybody wants a really great dashboard, but not everybody looks at the dashboard, but often it's probably because the information on that dashboard isn't valuable to the executives looking at it. Um, But HubSpot, and I've tinkered with some of the dashboards in HubSpot, and they are incredibly insightful. 
Um, it's all about what you're looking for. And yeah. I always I always tell clients or coworkers, what story are you trying to tell today? And then with the reporting functionality, I mean, even of Excel, you can tell a fantastic story with a bar chart. Yeah, right. and, and HubSpot, in essence, does that exact same thing, taking rows of information and columns of information, compiling them so you can get a very clear perspective of that story you're trying to tell. Mm -hmm. An example that we just went through recently with a client, they had five different properties for state region. And one of them was called Citus State, where they operate versus state region where mm -hmm. they reside. And the idea here is if you live in Omaha, but you sell products in Kansas City, Missouri, we want to know both of those because we want to speak to you like you're an Omahaan, if that's the way we say <laughs> right. it. Oh, apologies, <laughs> Omahaans. Right. But we also want to make sure that we market to you for products that are applicable to your Missouri clientele. And, and that itself showed the executive team that they didn't have enough understanding of the location of their leads, where mm -hmm. they are coming from versus where they operate. And then we created an entire data dictionary and like a data hygiene project out of just that inception point of seeing, geez, we're not keeping clean data on the location of our potential leads. Mm -hmm. So everything in HubSpot's like that, where you can have an inception point to tell a specific story. Hey, how is X performing? And then as you pull back the layers, you see much more information because you could layer additional things on top of that state region property to get more insight as well. Um, the analogy is always, you know, what's your favorite birthday cake? Mm. Well, we could add that information to HubSpot to be able to create marketing campaigns around that unique piece of information yeah. among a million others. Right, and it matters too what, what fields you're asking in the, in the lead phase because I'm sure you're auditing contact forms, what information is getting delivered to HubSpot. Um, at what point does it become too much? Like knowing someone's favorite birthday cake flavor is could be important in the lead gen process, but if it means you, you know, your contact form submission decreases by 10%, it's probably not worth it. So is that a big part of what you're helping folks with is figuring out what are the key inputs that you need to deliver a successful yeah one, sales am, one among many so the concept you're speaking towards is crow mm -hmm. conversion rate optimization and that's definitely one of the many facets and i would layer that conversion rate optimization strategy into the bigger bucket of mm -hmm. say lead generation or marketing optimization mm -hmm. or even sales velocity optimization and i like to always try to zoom out to paint the bigger picture and say, yeah, we're, we're focused on form submissions today and five fields versus six or right. five fields with three, three selections. But the more important story is to zoom out and say, there's a person visiting your site that has a job to be done. Right. Who is that person? How can we understand them more fully? Because then the form itself, it helps them. More mm -hmm. fields might actually be better. Right. And that person says, hey, I have a very specific use case. And if this form doesn't help me, they might actually then instead of reducing conversions completely bounce. Right. So I, I always try to zoom out and say, again, what's the story? Or more importantly, who's listening to the story? Who's mm -hmm. the story about? The humanistic yeah, like side that. of it, you know? Yeah, the jobs to be done is really key in getting them from maybe your homepage to that contact page. Like that's step one, you know? Um, yeah, that's very cool. And so talk about your team a little bit. Who are they? Where are they at? What, uh, you know, what, what would people expect who are looking at the Insight Studio? Is it, um, 
Are you remote? Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, of course. So we're a fully remote agency spread across the entire country. And it's really cool from that aspect because we have the ability to tap people with unique and varied backgrounds and also with unique and varied skill sets. So whenever I speak about my team, the concept of a T-shaped marketer or salesperson comes to mind. And when I speak about T-shaped, horizontally on that horizontal shelf, we are all good at HubSpot. And we all have a background, typically traditional collegiate schooling in marketing or sales, right? Mm -hmm. Or operations or service, right? And then from a vertical perspective, we each have a unique skill set or focus that we deepen. For Mm -hmm. myself, sales and marketing alignment. That's the biggest thing that I really like to focus on. How are my marketing operations affecting my sales teams? How can Mm -hmm. my sales operations affect then that marketing collateral? And so I really like to deepen that relationship with teams versus say my team member, Stephanie in Sarasota, Florida, she is a story brand expert. She loves Mm -hmm. to tell a story. She can understand a brand, her ability to step into a persona or a lead's shoes and take that customer journey is second to none, Mm -hmm. right? Versus my team member, Luke in Wisconsin, his background in industrial manufacturing and focused on building sites specifically for industrial manufacturing companies Mm -hmm. gives us the ability to say, for any company that has a large sales team spread across the country that are building tangible products or goods, Luke has the ability to, again, lean into the persona from a lead gen perspective and then optimize that journey with the HubSpot tool set. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I can't leave my last team member, Devin, out of right. the mix. He is a, a young expert from a CRM perspective, but also a marketing sales automation perspective. And he's heading to LA right now to get his master's degree in marketing. And oh, wow. he brings such a deep, deep knowledge about content creation. And then the voice, his ability to understand what not only say the, the client wants to speak to the leads, but also understanding what a lead might want to read or engage with mm-hmm. is Unrivaled. So I've really enjoyed working with him because we like to isolate a specific client or vertical and then say, let's take that customer journey. What's interesting to you? And then look around the corner, say, for a regular B2B client selling a SaaS product, Devin and I might find a unique and creative moment to bring in something about pets or something about the humanistic side of business that then bridges the gap to actually increase sales velocity. So the team is incredible and fully remote throughout the country and it's only given us the ability to have more talent and a better perspective on this great country we live in and the great people we get to work with. Yeah, it sounds like they're from all over, which is exciting. All different time zones, which Mm -hmm. can probably prove a challenge sometimes, but you make it work. Well, when you have clients in the UK as well, so a lot of us, you know, when I wake up at 5.30 or 6 in the morning, that's already 1 in the afternoon in the UK. So having clients and employees on the East Coast, it's advantageous in that way as well. Yeah. Playing the time zone game. They've been up for a while. Indeed. So yourself, Andrew, I'm guessing there wasn't a course in college that was, you know, a 300-level HubSpot course. So how did you get introduced to HubSpot and marketing? And is this something that you always knew this is exactly what I want to do? Or are you one of those that always knew, oh, I want to lead a team of savvy marketers? <laughs> Talk to us about your path. Well, to, definitely, to well, definitely not that, that <laughs> right. direct path. So um, unknowingly, I had always done marketing. I'd always connected with people. I've always been very focused on deepening my relationships with others mm-hmm. and understanding others' needs from a very service-focused perspective. Um, And so with a very non-traditional background of 
you know, service industry work. And I was a U.S. Coast Guard captain and a fishing guide in Southeast wow. Alaska for a long time. And I put on events at ski, ski areas the whole time utilizing HubSpot as the CRM actually to keep relations in check. Cause I knew myself, I was very busy and I was not able to keep my client relationships up with my fishing clients or from the ski area side, connecting with Rosignol and Burton and all the large companies from a sponsorship perspective. Mm -hmm. So I found this free CRM HubSpot mm -hmm. and I started putting my contacts in it and I used it just to send out emails and to remind myself once a year to send out the yearly email. Yeah. Thank, you know, thanks for the season of fishing or, Hey, you're ready for the next event. Uh -huh. Um, flash forward more than a decade in the fishing industry and in the snow sports industry, again, building a community of people, becoming the head fishing guide, becoming the, the head of the train park industry yeah. in Southwest Montana. I go back to school at 30 for marketing, <laughs> discovering that I'd been marketing the whole time yeah. and I create great relationships. Some of my deepest relationships were with some of my professors. Um, cool. After college, I started working at a local venture capital firm here in Missoula, Goodworks Ventures, with yeah. Mary Stranahan and Don McGee and Kai Hochstetler, yeah. implementing HubSpot for their portfolio companies. Um, and one of my professors, Travis Linneman, I actually got him a job at Goodworks as well. Oh, wow. And so it was great having my capstone professor then as my peer at my VC <laughs> right. firm. So it was really that fun to got, have that engagement. Yeah. That you got the job for it. Well, I'm not going to say that, but All I definitely right. got the introduction for him. He got himself the job. Yeah, yeah, I got it. But okay. the introduction was there. So right. I'm right. always proud to say that. And from there, um, implementing HubSpot, got to meet an incredible woman, um, my co-founder and the actual original founder of the Insight Studio, Stephanie Sample. And she said... I'm helping a lot of people and you're helping a lot of people. How about we do it together? Sweet. And that's become the core foundation of the Insight Studio. We are helpful. Yeah. I give so much time to people that use HubSpot. I'm willing to chat about HubSpot. We have an online community called Hubsessed where you can sign up and just ask questions about HubSpot. Hmm. We also have a YouTube channel that just we record ourselves doing HubSpot things yeah. to then say, if you Google, how do I make an active list in HubSpot? We'll show up and we'll help you. I mean, yeah. along with millions of other people, but that's the core tenet, and it's always served me really well. I've yeah. had a lot of clients that started as friends that mm -hmm. I helped then said, hey, we're in a position now to bring you on as a client. And I've had a lot of clients that said, hey, can you help my friend? That also then turned into some sort of working relationship. So um, I think Kennedy probably said it best, and I always echo his sentiment about the rising tide lifts all boats. Mm. And I truly believe that. And I, I love to think about the, the way that we operate at the Insight Studio is not only creating the world we wish to live in, but it's also forging the world that we hope to see as we move forward. So it's, it's a lofty goal, but when I come to work with that ethos and that mindset, it makes the work I'm doing, whether it's manual and laborious or whether it's highly intensive, the why is so powerful. And yeah. so I really enjoy that piece of it. Very cool. Are you ever, you know, that there's that classic, like, oh, I built my whole business to operate on Facebook. I'm a gaming company, and my whole business is, is centered around Facebook using my gaming app or plugging into what I'm doing. Is there ever a, is there ever a, nervous might be the wrong term, but are you ever worried, okay, HubSpot, our whole business is centered around and predicated on HubSpot. What if HubSpot decides, you know, we're pivoting, or Elon Musk decides, you know, I'm going to buy HubSpot and fire the executive team, and which just happened today with Twitter. Indeed. But, uh, and they pivot into something else, or all of the all of, uh, you know teams like yourself and the Insight Studio team are left sort of, okay, well, 
all of our knowledge is around HubSpot, which just changed. What What are your thoughts on that? It's a really great question, and I've thought about we thought about it more in the beginning. So mm-hmm. three years ago, HubSpot had not gone public, and it was one mm-hmm. of a slew of CRMs. And the big elephant in the room, obviously, it rhymes with Alesource. Um, the Salesforce CRM, obviously, right, right, right. and it's the enterprise level, highly expensive, thousands of dollars kind of al- alternative to yeah. HubSpot versus the small to medium business play. Yeah. And in the beginning, we said that, hey, do we need to be experts at Pardot? Do we need to know Microsoft Dynamics? And and really quickly, we identified that we didn't mm. because the companies that we worked with already had HubSpot and were using it badly. Mm-hmm. And we were in a place to either help them utilize HubSpot or show them that it wasn't the right fit for them to transition to something else. And so to answer your question more fully though, what if HubSpot takes a hard left turn? I think we're all in that space throughout mm-hmm. the entire world, you know, as as 22nd century digital marketers and salespeople yeah. because the world in five years from now may be different than the world we see now. Right. And so what I always really try to leverage and even this morning on my team's call, the growth mindset, meaning we are preparing for change and every day coming to the office and coming to work, we're looking to see maybe the, the rug has been taken out from underneath you. Hey, Google just changed its tracking and now we no longer have the ability to have multi-touch attribution. How are we going to change that? So HubSpot is purely the vehicle for the story, right? Mm-hmm. The story is connecting with the right people at the right time, sending the right message to create the right action. Right, and then using the inbound methodology of having the right people come to you versus blasting out messaging and trying to you know hit them where they're at. So no matter what, the foundational tactics of inbound methodology and persona-based sales and marketing tactics yeah. are gonna stay strong. But yeah, if HubSpot disappeared tomorrow, well, we'd become Pardot experts or right. MS, MS Dynamics experts. And just like we discovered with HubSpot, there are plenty of companies right now using it badly. And that's what we're here to do is to take them from using it badly to using it average to becoming right. experts and actually getting solid ROI from the investments. And right. we've seen it time and time again. And it's a great experience to take a company that's doing okay mm-hmm. and help them do really well. Yeah. And maybe sure. even with less. Right, right. right. Yeah, it uh, certainly the addressable market of people using HubSpot badly is probably pretty big. <laughs> so there's no shortage of, of business there. And if they did pivot HubSpot that is um, there'd be plenty of more opportunity let me sure. just caveat also badly is is obviously derogatory or a negative term and I try not to say it in that way because mm. because badly in my mind is more like utilization mm-hmm. right if we had to give you a health check which we'd love to do for anyone using HubSpot right now hey come right. get a health check and we'd say your pulse is actually a little faster than it needs to be and it's not that you know you're unhealthy but let's right. just talk about your diet, right? And the analogy right. here is, well, hey, you're using the contacts database and you're emailing, but you haven't set personas, right? And right. so our ability as subject matter experts with sales and marketing and then leveraging the tool HubSpot just lets us go a little further, Cool, right? Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Um, what would you say to a marketer that is going into school right now like, boy, it seems like the marketing, our podcast is called Cutting Through the Noise. It seems like marketing is really noisy uh, and they might be learning things like Google ads and Facebook ads. And they're like, well, I don't know how effective that would be for the business that I'm thinking about starting or the business that I'm currently running. What, what do you, what does your team find that's working? Like somebody who's out there and says, I'm, I've got a product. I know who my customers are. I just need more of them. Like how, where, where would you recommend people start 
on the marketing side of things? That's a that's a multi pronged question. Yeah, maybe um, what where do you see? You know, what trends are you seeing that five years ago it might have been? Oh, Instagram ads are great. You know, they're performing well. That their click through rates are really high. Uh, hmm. Or oh, like now billboards are back. Are you noticing any trends sure. with your clients? So from a trends perspective we're definitely seeing engagement ticking up in more traditional means again. Hmm. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned billboards because they are an incredible resource hmm. to attract new value, especially if, again, you can zoom in on who that target audience is. One example is we actually work with a cleaning service in Southern California, and they are a high-end professional cleaning service. And we've identified that there is a specific route that some of their leads go through. And we haven't been able to execute on this campaign yet, but we know that there's a commute to and from Palo Alto. Hmm. And there are specific billboards along that route that are highly expensive for a reason, right. that they generate eyeballs and generate high traffic. As a test, we actually put a trackable HubSpot phone number on one of their vans to say, hey, let's just get some data. And yeah, so we're, we're in the data collection process right now, but we've already gotten a number of calls. Really? And and I haven't heard full you know, throughput, but I'm, I'm right. assuming a lot of those turned into customers based on just a trackable phone number on a van yeah. driving through Southern California. So we've definitely seen a tick up in traditional ad spend and traditional ad traffic. Mm -hmm. But what I've actually noticed in the industry is we want the ability to attribute those leads accurately. And mm -hmm. so, if I was speaking to any young entrepreneur or young marketer that's looking for the next thing to unlock, I would lean into telephony, right? Telephone tracking systems because mm -hmm. people are still calling. People are still picking up the phone and calling. Yeah. And as a digital marketer looking for paid attribution, if you're using dynamic number insertion, well, then you can get some attribution. Mm -hmm. If you're using a one-to-one -one relational touch point where that phone number every time is on that van and I can attribute those leads, you can then show ROI based on that. Yeah. But if you're not, those are going to be considered offline sources right. and it's going to be a lot harder to attribute. So that trend has been picking up with a lot of clients that have been implementing a tool called AirCall mm. for dynamic number insertion okay. with another tool called CallRail that yeah, integrate yeah. through HubSpot. And it's just been fascinating That's cool. to see the black hole of offline leads turn into, oh, those are actually attributed to our Facebook yeah. or attributed to our you know Instagram ad spend. Right, right. So that's been a really interesting thing. Really cool. Um, a second trend that I've just noticed has been focusing again on just authentic content, and and it's not a trend. This is this should be something that's never gone away, mm -hmm. but very humanistic content, very humanistic, where you're whether it's a video or the ad or the content itself is speaking directly to the lead, understanding who that lead is. Yeah. I have just gotten some incredible marketing content to me about um, mm. early childhood education from Love Every. Mm. And it was just incredible. Like, you know, not only it was creepy because they knew I was a young parent and they knew that, you know, where we lived kind of. Right. But the messaging itself was they wanted to help me become the best parent I could be. Yeah. And it resonated so heavily. Well, now our, our kid has all these great wooden toys from Love yeah, Every out of Boise, Montana, and, yeah. or Boise, Idaho, excuse me, and we love it. So that that's a trend that I've experienced personally, but we've seen yeah. a lot of success. Uh, one of our clients that does immigration services, legal immigration to the U.S. and other countries, 
understanding the plight that people are going through to try try to legally immigrate to the U.S. to start their new lives and then creating really authentic marketing collateral based on even interviews with some of those individuals, mm-hmm. it's been incredible. So if, if you're not doing it out there, get some real people. Talk to those people. Yeah. Try to be humanistic, right? Let's yeah, like bridge this, this human business gap and let's focus on the people a little more. Yeah, I think that's a great one, Andrew, that the video and sometimes you do see things that to me it's if it's really relevant it it crosses that line of oh this is kind of creepy dude well it's relevant you know it's smart marketing it's reached me i've responded to it and as a marketer i always try to document what that marketing is that has worked on me because our 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 antennas are always up you know okay this is i know i know the back end how i've been targeted here or i know how this works but every once in a while i see one where i'm like i don't know how they did this and this seems like a really simple iPhone video, but it resonated. Why and how can we, how can we duplicate that? We've also found that it, it tends to, it tends to be pretty flighty. Meaning, if you see it work, other people are seeing it work, and it, the the window to capture that moment is small. But I think to your point, that quality, authentic content, that should never go away because it's hard. It's hard to produce. So if it's easy, everybody would do it. Yeah. Like everybody can boost a post. Everybody can purchase some keywords on Google, but not everybody can sit in front of a camera and talk knowledgeably about a subject matter because that's hard. It's hard to do. Hmm. Um, so for folks out there that are wondering how they get in touch with you, give us, uh, give us some of the contact info. Where can folks reach you, learn more about Insight Studio? Yeah, you guys can reach out to us at theinsightstudio.com, obviously. Um, we love to connect with people. And again, being helpful is the number one thing. So I advocate and urge anyone out there listening, if you have HubSpot and you're wondering, hey, how is it performing? Reach out to us. We'd love to have a chat. We also have an incredible tool called the Website Grader. You put in your cool. e- you put in your website on our homepage. It'll spit out within a couple of minutes, hey, from, from an A to a, not an F. We don't, I don't think we assign Fs. From an A to a D, maybe. How is your website <laughs> don't performing? Don't be too harsh on folks. And not only that, but a couple of tactics of like, hey, at least check out your canonical tags or your TX, you know, whatever, whether it's very focused on the back end or if it's even on yeah. the front end, hey, you're, we don't have a keyword focused on what your website's on. So right. check out our website and obviously go to theinsightstudio.com and, and reach out to me at any time as well. I don't know, like, how much contact info should I give? We'll I'll put, give, you, we'll put you know, your info in the show notes, yeah, you know? So great. if you're saying the phone number, that's always a little tough if people are listening in the car, but yeah. we'll definitely put it in the show notes. So for that's folks cool. who want to reach out to Andrew and ask more questions, we'll include all the contact info as well as uh, the, the website grader. Now that, um, has that been pretty successful in getting people to go to it and, and fill that out? Do you find people are finding that and, and getting some value from it we've definitely had some some organic leads check it out but it's been fun like even our existing clients when we launched it they just went and checked their website out and it's fun right. to be able to show results even to yeah. say hey historic hey, hey john how did your website because i saw that you went to my website grader and I, I called a client the other day how did it go and he's like gosh we did really well we had across the board a's and i was like great See? i just sent you an email six months ago where it was 
because six months ago it wasn't days. Yeah, it was a you know? C minus. So, yeah, right. so you can show those incremental growths. Yeah, that's um, great. So that's been a really unique thing. But but I can't take any credit. This is That's a HubSpot-specific tool that they leveraged HubSpot partners to utilize. And cool. HubSpot itself has seen a ton of success with that tool as well. So cool. Cool. If, if anything, I always like to say, right, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Yeah. Totally. And greatness is built on the backs of giants. And so HubSpot's a giant there, and yeah. we're just lucky to have the resources to leverage and utilize for ourselves as well. Cool. Awesome. Andrew, anything that I didn't ask that you were hoping we would talk about today? That's a tough one. Any mm. resources for future marketers where you're like, you know what, if you're going to read one book or if you're going to watch mm. one motivational video, if you're going to read one article or follow one blog, you got any nice. uh, any folks that people should listen to or, oh, I've heard or this, check out? This podcast, Cutting Through the Noise, is pretty insightful. Oh, that's, I've heard. That's so pretty good. I'd, yeah. I'd give that one a quick plug. <laughs> Um, what I there's a couple different a book I'm currently reading right now by Frank Slootman, the the CEO of Snowflake. It's Amp It Up or Amp It Up, Amp This Up, Amp This Up. And okay. I I love the concept of hey, do you want to do better? Do you want your team to do better? Do you want to be more productive? You don't need say a HubSpot CRM. You don't need a new iPhone. Mm. You don't need the fanciest microphone. You need to just push yourself and mm. push your team. And so like one, go read Frank Slootman's book. Right, but more think about in your day-to-day operations how much you can give, and then try to give a little bit more and, and push mm-hmm. your team to do the same, and in your personal life the same as well. Whether you're eating well or being healthy or not, that's that's the number one piece of advice that I think has has profited me in my my young adulthood with a, a young child at home. Yeah, yeah. Really focusing on my personal health and and also productivity in the office space, and I've seen it resonate through my team too, leading from the front being willing to give a little extra you get a lot in return so yeah check that book out um the other resource it's it's pretty interesting um there's a podcast that uh hubspot insiders put out it's called agency unfiltered Mm. and it's really funny because it's just a it's it's a guy interviewing agency owners all throughout the world hubspot agency owners and at the end just like you kind of threw a curveball there to me he asks what's the weirdest thing about agency life and so i actually thought that's Kyle. interesting. I actually thought, Kyle, to throw you a curveball oh. to wrap this up, I wanted to ask you that same question. Oh, interesting. The mic has been switched around. Indeed. <laughs> Andrew, the host of Cutting Through the Noise 2.0. Right, right. Tell me, what's been the, the oh. weirdest thing for you about this this role and this this agency life? Boy, the weirdest thing. Weird is a funny is a funny word, isn't it? Like the weirdest thing about agency life. Weird strange, weird haha. Yeah. I would say I would say the weirdest thing about agency life is trying trying to produce the internal content because a lot of times marketing moves really quickly. So you produce, you know, we talk to clients a lot about producing evergreen content, stuff that in five years people can look back on and you're not saying at the University of Montana College of Business, the year is 2017 because then, okay, well, it's- Game over. Yeah, right. You're, you've aged yourself. But in marketing, we tried- to do a lot of internal videos and podcasts like this, but the shelf life isn't that long because things change so quickly. You know, a, a video that we worked really hard on in 2017, here's Google Ads Editor. Here's how you export and import into Bing. It's like in six months, that video that we worked really hard on was you know, obsolete. So we've gotten better at that, but I, th- I think that was probably a weird thing. Maybe not the weirdest mm. thing. The other piece, it's funny what you don't know when you start a business. Like, how difficult is it to get your employees' health insurance? 
it turns out it's actually not that hard. And like, how does one set up a 401k plan for their employees? Turns out there's like a hundred companies out there that will help you do that. So it's it's been funny all the things that uh, probably a lot of folks out there are thinking, well, it's, it's too difficult or all the reasons why not to do something. And when you start your own business, and this is probably true of any business, not just agencies, but you start breaking down those barriers and then it, uh, you see that, oh, the air is actually pretty clear up here because you can just, you can just figure those things out. How to do. Inspirational. <laughs> there you go. A plus. Yeah, good. Website grader crushed it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Well, thank you for having me. This has been a ton of fun and hope to get to do it again. Yeah, awesome, Andrew. This, is, this has been a great convo and uh, thanks a ton. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. What an amazing episode. Reflecting on our conversation, it's clear that not only does Andrew have a superpower in helping firms harness the power of software, but that he's identified a clear problem in the market and delivers a really clean solution. And what a lesson. There are countless opportunities and issues businesses face every day that they're looking to solve. How can you be the one to help solve it? Even more, is there a specific vertical with a problem unique to their industry that you are uniquely qualified to help solve? If you have questions about anything marketing-related, feel free to reach out to us here at Pintler Group, or if you're interested in being a guest, shoot us an email at team at pintlergroup.com. Thanks again for listening.